Hey guys, welcome back to Sex, Love, and Relationships. Of course, I am your host, AC Love. I have something great in store for you guys this evening. Um, we will be talking about the fall of the black family, and we will also be discussing the role that men play. I have two great co-hosts with me this evening to touch on the fall of the black family. Um, JD and Robert, I'm going to let JD start and tell you a little bit about himself. Hey guys, I'm JD. I was born here in Atlanta. I was raised by grandparents who work hard in life and raised me to be a well man. I am 28 years old. Hi guys, my name is Robert. I'm 54. I was born in Panama City, Florida. Raised by my mother, grandparents, and aunties. I'm a fatherless son, but I joined the military and retired from the military and... That's pretty much it about myself. Right. And they are very anxious to share with you all basically the role that men play and also the fall of the black family. I felt that it was very, I need, basically I needed to pick men from two different, two different generations. So of course I have Robert who is the tail end of the baby boomers right before generation X. And then we also have JD, who is like myself and is a millennial and is able to offer both ends of the spectrum. Um, we did some brief discussion before we decided to record, and we are probably at two different ends of the spectrum. But I think it'll be great information for you all to listen to. This is definitely an episode that you do not have to shield from your children. We will be refraining from using any profanity, kind of, sort of. It'll be about PG-13. So... Let's go ahead and jump right in. We're going to hit it hard, start with the fall of the black family. Um, one of the topics that we are going to be discussing is the welfare system. JD, what do you feel mm. about the welfare system and the fall of the black family? Wow. At a loss, right? Right. Yeah, complete you loss. Know, I would be at a loss also because the welfare system is. It's, it don't. Mm. The welfare, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, if I can. Of course, that's not what you want, right? Right, okay. definitely. Okay, the welfare system to me was designed to to get the black man out of the household. Because okay. the strength in the black family household is having both parents in the household, the father and the mother. And I think the welfare system was designed to get the black man out of the household in order to control the narrative of the black family. Yeah. That's just... Honestly, um, my take on it, I actually pretty much agree with what Robert is saying. Um, I, the welfare system, I believe, um, was a hindrance, I think, yeah. to the black family. I've seen other ethnicities use it differently and the males still be present in the household. But for black families, I know it was always kind of like a deterrent, like the man could not be in the household in order for the family to receive welfare benefits, whether that be Section 8, food stamps, child care, things of that nature. So it almost glamorizes single motherhood and glamorizes one-parent households and also glamorizes the need or the, the want to not want more in regards to income because it kind of keeps you in a certain income bracket in order to receive those benefits. Right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. J.D., what do you feel? You know, coming from a community that rarely have welfare systems, so I'm not... I can't put a system that that's not have welfare. So okay. Yeah, I can't yeah. speak on that. 
Okay. Yeah, and, and, and my thing is, it, growing up in the system, we I was on welfare all my life. My mom was on welfare, and what it what it did was, um, looking back on it, not at the time when I was when I was a child, but looking back on it, what it did was it, it took the pride of the black man of taking care of his family. So, in my generation, we didn't have much. We didn't have the you know this, the the money. And the, the glamour of other people and other, and other um, ethnic groups, we just had our pride as a black man. We are, we are proud people. We are pride, pride. Our pride is our everything. So when you take the black man out of, out of the, the family unit and you make him less than, seemingly less than, then that destroys him internally. And yeah. he goes through the systems and, and you know, wondering, am I not good enough to take care of my family? Right. Which is the most important thing for And me. I would agree. I would agree. And unfortunately, when you have that, Robert obviously coming from the generation he was born in 1964. Now we're fast forwarding. Here we are, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then you have generations being raised on that realm or you have generations of mothers and single mothers who come from the welfare system. And the black family slowly just transforms into being now a lot of single mothers, Mm. a lot of men absent from the homes and women believing in some doing, you know, that they can do it all by themselves. Right. Yes, absolutely correct. I believe my my opinion is, yeah, it's very important. It's important. You know, it's. It's not the fact that I don't see women doing the best that they can do or doing doing it all. It's the fact that when you don't uplift that black man in your family, you destroying yourself. It's like a chosen horse. You know what I'm saying? You putting that inside of the family, you destroying yourself inside out. You destroying the family inside out. He's no good. He's he can't keep a job. You know, just all those stereotypical things that that a man feels is actually what society is actually believing. Right. And I would agree. And I think, I think we can all agree that it was part of a bigger plan as far as destroying the black family. So we're going to use that to kind of segue into our second point that we all kind of agree on, which was varied a little differently um, between the gentlemen here we have today. One believes that the drugs Another believes that mass incarceration. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and let J.D. speak on his thoughts with mass incarceration. You know, coming from Wombat, um, southeast of Atlanta in Lakewood, uh, incarcerated was a big thing back in the early ni- 1990s. I had two uncles. Um, two uncles did 25 to life due to drug activity because they was, you know, selling drugs. But the problem is, you know, when they get incarcerated, it would be by drug activity be by speeding, for example, or, or doing abusement. They get years and years in prison. So not only that, they get taken away from their family, but also impact the individual or the youngers or the child of not having that role model or not having that person in their, in their, in their family. Mm-hmm. And it take them away. So I feel like incarcerated, the system's messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to doing time for, especially with us, for black men. And I just feel like that when people say that, oh, 
you know, drugs, you know, stay away from drugs and stuff like that. But it's a hard hustle out here. Uh, some people don't have that choice on doing drugs. I mean, selling drugs. Or some people do not have that choice of, you know, cannot find a job. So I just feel like, you know, incarcerated, 25 life can be a long time. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, definitely right. a long time to be absent. You know, a lot of men that we know, friends, uncles, relatives that are taken away from their families. Kids are very young. Um, and now another man is gone. And that mother, once again, now is left to raise her family mm. on her own, absent of the man who essentially should be the leader or the head of that household. And it, it can impact, you know, um, not only, like I said, not only taking away and impacting the kids, also impacting single mothers out here. Such that, you know, they have to work two or three jobs just to take care of four or five kids. And just be, you know, it, it hurts. I mean, yeah. And I you think, know. you know, I, I agree with you 100% about incarceration. And I think when you, the only thing I don't like, semi agree with you about is that the system is messed up. The system is not messed up. The system is designed. The system is working perfectly. And the system is designed to work against the black family and the black man. So it's working perfectly. And for example, you're talking about incarceration for drugs and getting 10 years to life for, for using drugs. The crack, the crack era in the 1990s, you know, there was all oh, the black family, the black man selling drugs and sending to this community or whatever. Now you look at it now. You get the opioid. Uh, the opioid is what's going on with that is now is is affecting all families, white, black, especially white families. So now they're making it a, a disease so they can get treatment for it now. If that was the case, why didn't they have that in the 90s when when the crack came out? Why wasn't it a disease? Because it affected mostly black communities. And once you get out into the masses, i.e. the white masses, now it's a problem. And that's what's going on now. They just passed a law. I don't know what the law is, but it, they just passed where you can take your insurance and go get treatment for an opioid addiction. That could have been done in 1990 when they had the crack addiction out there. you know. That, but it was doing its job by destroying black families in the inner communities and inner cities. And that's what they wanted to do. But unfortunately, when you do wrong, it comes back. And now they got to correct that by making it available for the treatment available for everybody seemingly but most people that's addicted to the opioids are the blue collars in in white America so they have to correct that because now they see the problem right and, uh, so you believe that drugs is the reason that the black family fall yes okay right. yeah I think it I think it definitely it's both I think it's the way that America as far as society handled the drugs, mm -hmm. once it entered into your demographics that were like in, obviously, systems using welfare, your poorer areas, then you turn around, you incarcerate them. So they're absent due to addiction. They're absent due to mass incarceration. Mm -hmm. Tie that in with being able to put a pretty bow on welfare, hand it to the mothers. And there meanwhile, you go. they got a modern day slave system set up in the prison system where they go out and work. I mean, if you were incarcerated for 25 years, think about this. You're incarcerated for 25 years. I've never been to prison. I'm just imagining. I've been deployed to Iraq. If somebody said, well, you know what? 
instead of putting you in isolation for 24 hours out of a day, we're going to let you work on outside of the prison system and just let you do clean the roads or pick up trash or whatever. You're going to agree to do that because you want your freedom that bad. And what happens is when they do that, they get paid by the state and the prison system get money for doing, uh, uh, fulfilling a contract. So it's, it all goes back to, okay, we can't, we can't actually use them as slaves, but we can incarcerate them, control their every, you know, every movement and put them on work programs, which pays little to nothing, I'm assuming, and get big contracts. True, true. So with that, when you think about that, as well as the rise in single mothers, you, Robert, coming from a generation where you didn't have a father in your home, no. right? No. You were raised by your aunts, your mom. That's your right. father was... I don't know. Right. No way to be found. Just out here being right. a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat. That's true. That's true. See? So there's things like that as far as the black family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the will and want to procreate and not assume responsibility mm. once they create life. That's correct. And it was more prevalent for my generation than it is now because I don't know. I can't speak for now because... I'm at the age where I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> but I'm just saying that when I grew up, you have men, you had a code. As an older gentleman, your job is to look at these kids and say, hey, don't go there. Don't do this. And you was able to speak to them on that level. And I feel that if I tried that in East Atlanta, mm-hmm. if I see somebody about to do something wrong, that I'd be demonized. And I will be, my fear is that I will be targeted. Targeted. If you try to correct wrong behavior. Exactly. So it was more of a village mentality that took care of our own that is now absent as well. Exactly. That is another factor in the fall of the black family. It is. Everybody's child was everybody's child. Exactly. Everybody had a hand in raising the community. And now we don't have that. We don't have that as a community, no. We don't have that because we're sending <clears throat> our kids to school. We're telling the teachers in the parent-teacher meetings, you can't say this and that to my son. Right. When they're used to be able to discipline on another level right. in regards to schools and right. things of that nature, the respect right. level for our elders That's all right. play huge factors in the fall of the black family. I would agree. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So, since we're talking about the community, we're going to go ahead and just throw this out here. The role of the black church. Oh, the role of the black (laughs) church and the fall of the black family. Right. Robert, this was a... Okay. This was a monkey wrench you threw in the fire, right? Yeah, I did because I remember going to church and you were uh, expected as a young man or a child to follow the teachings of your from your parents or your parent to the pastors and everybody had a role in that the pastor the choir director the deacons and 
when stuff happened to you, you would, you can fall back on the church and be like, look, this is what's going on in my family, you know, and the church would take that family and make sure they're taken care of, you know, because they understood what, what the dynamics of America was, you know. And now I think the, the church, the black church in, in, in general, for example, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that all black churches are this way, but I've experienced when I needed help from financial reason or just needed help from counseling. I found that the church, the black church had gotten so uh, big that you have to go. They had to go to, to a committee to approve this, to discuss whether they're going to help you or not. And when that's not the role of the black church, when you don't have, that's not the role of a church period. When someone comes in need, you should be able to provide that need or try to provide a need for them. You don't think it's a community of different type of churches? Because you, can, you can't you can have a great church that would help somebody out yeah. in this area, but when you move and go to a different area, you're not going to have that same privilege or same you know, help from that. Yeah, you're right, but... The, the church was our sanctuary, though. And the church is not the sanctuary not anymore, anymore. Due to a lot of the government funding and funding. things of that nature. Exactly. And obviously we know the government is clearly not for the rise of the black family. Yeah. So all of those played huge factors. Right. I'm going to throw this out there. And this is probably something that you guys are going to be surprised here for me. You guys know I'm 31 years old. Speaking to... A lot of older people, my grandmother, believes integration was the start of the fall of the black family. Mm. Integration, she feels as though we were fine with our own. We protected our own. We were trying to grow and develop our own. Me, personally, I think that was the seed that was planted that started it all. Now we can talk about that. The roots. <laughs> the roots of the integration of the of, of our of our people. Um I was raised, you know, in the South, and the integration was a must. It, we let we was led to believe it was a must because mm-hmm. we have we have been able to get better books, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and get the same education as our counterparts. And but the a downfall of integration is that when you do that, like in Harlem, mm-hmm. back in the early twenties, we had our own banks, we had our own banking system, we had our, everything. We didn't have to go outside of that community to to get stuff done, home loans, nothing like that. And so once the government, I'm gonna call it. I'm not gonna say white people because. I'm just going to say, once others saw how we was being prosperous, right? they wanted part of that. And that's how I feel like integration helped them more than helped us. Because nobody can tell me how to raise a black child than another black person, you know. And that's my only downfall about integration. If, If you white, 22 years old, 23 years old, you cannot tell me that you know how to discipline my child because they're not. that's not what they're used to. Another 
a person of the same race knows how to discipline a child. I'm not saying they beat them or nothing like that. I'm just saying they know they, they know what look to give that child and let them know, I see you, and if you don't straighten up, there's going to be a problem. Whether it's calling your mother or having calling your father up to the school. So that's my issue with integration uh, is that you have people that don't know how to raise or how to discipline certain cultures and stuff like that. So I, I'm a man of a certain age, so that's my theory on it. It may not be true, but I had four boys, and I know that I prefer to have teachers that are more strenuous and more outright when it comes to disciplining them than someone who's... To teach the men to be right, men. Right, right, exactly. Right, to continue and to be the honest, it's going to start with me. I mean, even though I don't have kids yet, but it starts with me or how the attitude I bring it and how I change my integration or how I raise it. You know, yeah. make sure my kids get the right education, make sure they get discipline from me and make mm. sure, um, like you said, village. Yeah. Make sure I get out there and make sure, look, this is how I discipline my kids and I'm going to find somebody to... The same. Right. And I would agree. So I think um, those are some tough topics that we touched on. Obviously, just kind of giving you guys um, a heads up. We talked about the welfare system, being responsible for the fall of black family. We also touched on mass incarceration and the drugs. Of course, that was coming from mass incarceration and definitely with our generation. And then Robert touched on with the drugs as far as when he was coming up. Then you think about the rise in single mothers because of those two. And then, of course, the black church and then integration, yeah. right? That yeah. integration, Woo, that was the seed for me. I mean, I, from the beginning, I always thought that that was like the seed. I'm not saying that I don't love everybody. I don't feel that everybody mm-hmm. shouldn't be together. However, I feel that in nature, everybody plays a role and everybody has a role to play as far as in making this world a better place and for whatever reason society does not want us to be unified (laughs) and it started when we were exhibiting behaviors of being unified then it attacked the family Mm -hmm. and I'm only speaking from experience I have you know family members or girlfriends who come from generations of women being on welfare in their family and encouraging basically complacency in that to where okay I'm only gonna work a minimum wage job so I can keep drawing in my food stamps keep getting my section eight keep getting my health benefits keep having children absent you know fathers not being here you know and the black family just continues to grow because then that little girl that little boy sees okay women doing it by themselves is okay so he may grow up and have kids and feels like hey my mom took care of her kids, it doesn't always work on the other end. He grows up and sees his mom was a badass single mom. Took care of them, made sure they had everything. So in his mind, if he decides to have kids and he leaves the mother of his children, he's expecting then his mother of his children right. to take care of the kids because his mom was a damn good single parent. Right. And as the women, we see, hell, I can do it all by my damn self. I don't need it. So it's not just the women being, you know, um, raised in that dynamic, the men are being shaped as well to see women strong enough to do it by themselves. So when they have kids, they don't think I need to be here. Their thought is my mom did it by herself. Why can't you? Hmm. Right. Yep. You, you guys think about that aspect. Yeah, 
That's absolutely. And then, of course, the black church, like you were saying, a part of that village, yeah. not being able to really get there and raise our community like we used to. All of those were factors in the fall of the black family. We're going to go ahead and shift gears here and talk about the role that men play. So this is um, now talking about men as a whole. You guys already know (laughs) what I think about um, the role of a man. However, I thought it would be pretty interesting to hear um, from these two gentlemen the role of a man. And then I'll go ahead and give my thoughts after I let... Robert share first as far as what his definition I think the role of a of a man is to create stability and security and be the um I'm not gonna say not not breadwinner but be able to take care of that family what whatever whatever aspect that calls for. Uh, stay at home while the the mother or the wife make the money and go out and work and take care of the household at best to the best of his ability or by the man getting you know as a man getting two jobs if you need more income i feel and both parents are working or able to work and it's still not if you need more money it's the role of the man to get out and get and grind and get that extra money instead of putting his wife or his the mother of his kids out there to do that. And I'm a strong believer that if I can't do it, then it's not meant to be done. And my thought is that's that's my mentality of a, of a black man in a family is your job is to provide for your family. Well, whatever capacity that is, that is your job. Point blank. In a period. There we go. Yeah. That's what Robert says. How do you feel, JD? Also, when you said in a great example, attitude. Yeah, Yeah, attitude got to be there. Uh, You got to say, you got to be that leader. Uh, For example, uh, you don't want to come in and have that attitude that will impact your family as far as abuse or how far how you talk to others. You want to come in and show a great example, but also be a leader with it and say, hey, this is how hard I had to work to get here. I want to I want to show great examples of how you have flourished and stuff. Okay. I believe the role of a man is obviously piggybacking off what Robert said, I believe he is supposed to be the provider, but outside of that I believe that the man is supposed to protect. And I'm not talking about going to go get your sticks, your guns, and your blow torches. <laughs> I'm talking about more so like to protect all barriers. Um, I feel like the man is supposed to be your protector because I feel like when a man is a protector, you're able to, I don't want to say downplay, but you're able to calm other situations down in regards to having situations where the man may not necessarily be the breadwinner in the household, but he is the protector, meaning he's protecting all boundaries as far as finances, emotionally, physically, on all ends, making sure that the family is protected against the outside world his first duty is to his family and so when you have a man who is protecting his family first and foremost he can foresee any outside mess that is going to come into the house that influences his house whether it be the wife the mom whatever whether if they're not married or not the kids Things of that nature. If his first duty is to protect his family, he's going to protect it at all costs. And everything else will just follow suit. Okay, so that doesn't mean that he has to be making a million dollars if she's making a million dollars. But he is the protector. 
Okay, he's able to see and a woman still will follow a man who is protecting her. Okay, let's take it back down to basics with y'all. The hoes and the pimps. We got smart women every day out here selling their bodies. Right. But they will stay behind the pimp because he is protecting them, not because she is not capable of going Boy, out and getting said. her own. Okay, so I know that was kind of like whoo, way off topic there, but I'm just trying to let you guys really understand as far as a woman needs to feel safe and secure and protected um, on all arenas that you're protecting her emotions, you know, that you're uplifting her. So you're respecting her, that you're protecting her financially. So we're making great uh, decisions financially when it comes to the family. Okay, that you're protecting her physically, obviously, too. You know, so if you got to get your hat and your gun, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But that is what I feel the the key role of a man is to be. Um, JD, you want to throw something else in there? I want to touch on the key basis is protective. Um, God can have millions and millions of dollars, but cannot protect his family. Um, that will be a big issue. And like I said, um, abuse me. You know, I had seen people who came from abuse family and the impact on their lives too so I just feel like that you just touched on the key basis off of that protecting and like I said no no matter how you protect your family as long as they are protected I just feel like that that's the most important piece of it yeah, yeah I agree and I think females especially have to be careful when they say they want somebody to protect them because what comes with that? If you ain't, if you you found somebody you think that can protect you, and they do what they know, and you don't know that they are not fully equipped mentally or uh, or otherwise, otherwise, then you will get that. But what comes the ap- the aftermath of that protection? You it comes with abusive activities, and you know. The the shutting off of insecurity, shutting off of friendships of, that you had before. So it's 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 a give and take. So you just it's have definitely to it's it, yeah it's definitely a balance. It's it definitely is. a balance. But you guys all know, hey, I'm for transparency. You're supposed to be asking those difficult questions when you're getting to learn someone. You know what does protection look like for you? What does what is what does a man look like to you? Women, don't be afraid to ask your man right. that. Ashley, Men, sit down and get the notes. Ask yeah. your women, like, what is being a woman? What do you believe your role is in the family? What does that look like to you? Listen to those responses so that you're able to paint a vivid picture as far as what is or isn't going to work for you. If a man can't tell you what he feel a man's role is in a family, then you probably don't need to be having a starting a family with him. And if you can't even answer the question to yourself as far as what a woman, maybe you guys need to do some more searching within yourselves before you start to bring that baggage into relationships and starting planting seeds of dysfunctional families, okay? Because it starts with the relationship of it all. So ask those tough questions. We're going to slide right into a couple of hot topics before I go ahead and let you guys know the topic for next week. So, of course, you guys know this is agree or disagree. And the first question we have, um, do you guys believe that a relationship where a woman makes more money is 
doomed for disaster. Robert, agree or disagree? I agree. <laughs> Robert says he agree, okay? It is. As you guys but, know. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, that, mean, that's a, uh, okay. Robert, I told you, we got to elaborate. Agree or disagree? I agree. He agrees. What do you feel, J.D.? I disagree. J.D. disagrees. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. I know. Maybe we'll elaborate. If we have some time, maybe we'll elaborate on that one. Okay. Okay. The next one. Um, do you feel that dating single mothers is hard? Agree or disagree, J.D.? I would say agree. I'll say agree. I'm going to agree also. Agree as well. I would... I actually disagree. Maybe I'm a little biased. (laughs) I disagree. I disagree um, that dating a single mother is hard. Okay? We will possibly elaborate on those topics at later times. Okay? We will talk about dating single mothers. And we will also talk about financial stability within the relationship and, you know, women making more and men making more. Those will be topics for a later date. Okay, I hope you guys enjoy this evening's show. Next week, we will be talking about sexuality. I think that'll be very, very nice. Look at the guys' eyebrows going up. Look, everybody wants to join back, right? Um, But we will be talking about sexuality, and we will get into details as far as how that looks. Um, So get your questions ready so that you guys can DM me. Of course, we're getting ready to hop on um, my social media. I am debating whether I'm going to go live on Facebook or live on Instagram. I may do a little of both. We will go ahead and just give you guys some sneak peeks and highlights of what we talked about this evening. And yeah, we will see you guys next week, Sunday, same time, same place. Hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you for getting naked. Thank you for journeying with me. And we'll see you guys next time.